Wow. Um, for starters, I'm Bob Wiley, and you're Dr. Leo Marvin. I'm Bob Wiley. No, that's I'm Bob sure. Wiley. I'm the one who's annoying you, and you're the one that's always screaming, I'm on vacation. Actually, that's a good point. Anyway, that is what it is yeah. at this point. Go ahead, restart and do this. Yes, let's do it. Uh, do you want to do the welcome? Do you want to no, do you want to restart? No, let's <laughs> not. Okay. So all right, we're, but we're, for, before, before we, we get into roll, before we, we get into we this, right into this. So no, uh, no, no, no. hold on, hold on, hold on. Do you do you can you hear the the Disney sounds? No, but hopefully our listeners will. Good. Okay, I'm just not going to mention it. I'm just going to just let that get be casual background ambiance. Um, so my question is: You're at Disneyland for everyone listening, and are you watching? Disney while in a Disney hotel or is this just like do they just pipe Disney music into like every room like 24 7 so I am we have a hotel room and the I'm I went down to the second floor the uh the office floor where there's a lot of conference rooms and the workout center and I'm sitting in the hallway and because I don't have access to anything else um, and this is the quietest area I've been in since nice. Monday. So, um, yeah. I'm appreciating well, this. Yeah. I mean, you, you don't take family vacations to get fresh air unless you go to like club med or one of those places where they like take your kids away all day and take care of them and you just can get hammered and relaxed, which frankly, that I'm shocked. Magical. That sounds magical. Right? Doesn't mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so no. uh, this is our first annual pre. Is, did we do the pod pre-draft last year? I don't even remember. Ooh. Or, or did we start after? I feel like we started after. I think we started after. Yeah. So this is our first annual pre-draft podcast. Uh, the Beef League po- uh, draft is this Saturday. So in two days. That's when. That's when the money's made. Uh, and you know, ch- championships are decided. So, are, are you doing okay? You sounds you, you, you your voice sounds a little uh, uh, troubled. And um, so, the word you seem you seem a little uh, emotionally distraught. Are you okay? But you were going to say I seem irritated, uh, which is also accurate. Uh, of course, we're, we're recording this just after Michigan lost, and uh, that was just. That was such a terrible game. Uh, Michigan played so poorly, and the fact that it was so close is like, that means it was winnable. Um, mm-hmm. So that was a – I didn't expect them to make the tournament. I didn't think they'd do well in the tournament. So I I feel grateful that for the fact that I have a team that, you know, makes it to tournament every year and, and, and can perform and, and can be exciting. But that's just – that's just not a great way to go out. <laughs> you know, like if we lost like 85 to 84 at a buzzer beater, that would be better than this game where it was just like, it, it was tough to watch. Uh, yeah. So, Hold on. Again, just to preface, you had no expectations and you got to the Sweet 16. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You played good. 
from what I gather. I, I was not able to watch all the game, but he played pretty good. No, we did. We you didn't watch the game. You didn't see it. Michigan missed. I've never seen a team miss that many layups. We couldn't hit free throws. Uh, it was. No, can it, I note something? Villanova sure. has the highest free throw percentage in college basketball history. Is it, did I read that stat right? I think they did. I don't recall that specific reference, but I think it's eighty-two point six, and it's like four tenths higher than any, or four thousandths point, or whatever, uh, higher than any other team uh, in 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 history. Harvard was number two back in uh, twenty odd years ago. Um, well, the, the, I don't see Villanova beating whoever they face in the next round because, frankly, neither of the two teams that played tonight played well. Um, so, okay. and I think we could have played better. I'm not familiar enough with Villanova to comment on whether or not this was like par for the course or if this was just a bad game for them as well. Um, but they're moving on. So uh, congrats to the, to the Michigan team for making it this far and uh, hoping that, we, yeah, hoping that I, I, I have some serious concerns about Juwan's being able to develop talent. I think that, you know, between Dickinson and, and Eli Brooks, that was really, they did all the heavy lifting. None of the kids that Juwan has brought on have been impactful, I guess with the exception of Dickinson, but like how hard is it to teach them? Gotta let him breathe. Let him breathe. Give him, give him right? another year or two. You gotta let no, him no, breathe. No, no, I, I don't him, want him to go anywhere. I, I just have concerns. So yeah, that's fair. Okay. Let's, let's jump into this pre-draft uh, convo and, and i want to just point out this is i shared this with the group and there are a lot of concerns uh but every year i do and i share my first my first round projections and so this year i had auto dave auto dave is going to be taking the highest ranked player which brings me to a point it, interestingly the rankings on the app are different than the rankings on the website correct and i'm wondering rankings like what the rankings are in the draft room. I have, I have not actually looked at the draft room. So, um, but I, I presume that Zach Wheeler, who's also injured right now is still the highest ranked player. So he'll go first to auto Dave because sure. that's what happens when you have an auto draft mm-hmm. uh, low pick second. I haven't taken Joe Musgrove. I think sure. low okay. is going to go pitching there. However, last year he did, pick a Rosarina. He went for the future, right? Instead of mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Corbin Burns. So um, he, he might, he might do something here for some young players. Uh, however, mm-hmm. his team is just so full of young players that mm-hmm. like, does he need more? Anyway, mm-hmm. you seem bored by this. <laughs> no. So uh, you, we can go through this list. I, I I'm on the, I, as a peripheral uh, observer of this, I think you're being strategically um, calling out all of the A highest uh, uh, ranked players by default, slash all the players you want drafted as soon as possible, slash all the people, all, all the people you hate. And yes, yeah, sure. exactly. So I've been none doing of this, this for is years. An actual. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. Exactly. I'm right so often. The next uh, Vishnu auto draft will take Whit Merrillfield, which I love because I don't want him on my team. Mm-hmm. Sunil's going to take Chris Sale. Great pick, because, Sunil. Because 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 it's a name that Sunil recognizes. He doesn't have like the depth of knowledge to know that you know other pitchers exist. He's going to see Chris mm-hmm. Sale and be like, "That guy was good once." Mm-hmm. Um, 
Okay, this is where it goes off the rails. All right. What? I feel like this is like a swing and miss. He's going to pick Gaussman. That's no, Gaussman's like Gaussman's like the third highest pitcher rated in the in the draft availability. Zavo's not going to do that. Um, keep going. Okay, keep going. So why? Okay, so here's my question. Zavo kept Tyler Malley, and I forget who his other starting pitcher is. Why wouldn't Zavo draft starting pitcher there? Are we willing to put a bet on on this uh, so everyone can hear? He's not taking Kevin Gossman. Okay, so who's he taking, Chip? Oh, that was not the, that not part of the bet. I he's just not taking Kevin Gossman. That's my my so, five dollar bet. He's not. So I just want to make the, another point point this out to everybody. I'm doing the heavy lifting here and putting myself on the line, and Chip <laughs> is just saying no. I'm just not um, saying that's that's the it's it's the most hard it's the most difficult job I know. Josh um, apparently is to tell Marte, which is he's, fine. He's not. I'm picking either Adam Eaton or Matt Carpenter, obviously. Uh, Neither. Chen's going to take dollars. Thousand dollars, and you're not taking either of those. Well, I'm not going to take that bet. Uh, <laughs> because what if one of the guys I named in the first five picks is still available? Then obviously I'd have to take them, right? Um, then I've got Bre- Bregman going to Chen. Okay. Jay's going to take a pitcher. You're going to take Votto. Oh, Zavo has another pick, which apparently isn't going to be Carlos Rondon. And then John is going to take either Marcus Simeon, who's not available, or Mitch Hanninger. What is the combination there? What's the purpose? Why do you mention Simeon? Because he always picks Simeon. Like at the, he, John always picks 12, and he always picks Simeon. Mm, okay. So look, we, we can go back on the records and see. I guarantee he's done it more than twice. That I'm willing to, to make a bet on. In any case. I'm not taking Joey Votto. Exosos was not fun for you. So tell me, Chip, who did I miss? Who are the players that you think should go in the first round? No, I, you know, I think you, you've named about three or four players that will go in the first round. Generally that's speaking, that's, 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 that's all the guys I named. I think there are only three or four of those guys that are going to go in the first round. Correct. Okay. And so my my observation is that I bet just like last year we're going to have like a surprise like Torkelson, someone's going to take um, it could, because I, you haven't done any preparation on the the uh, the the upcoming draft, the actual uh, Rule Five draft. Uh, the the class the high school class is pretty darn good, and there's like three to four players coming out of that draft that are going to go really high. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they win the first round here. Um, they are like generational talent. It's, I hate to say this because I don't want anyone to take them, but um, yeah, they're generational talent. Well, it's I'm not really taking anybody. I, I don't know. know you haven't done any people. research and you're not going to. Um, uh, no, I won't. I will not pick a high school player <laughs> in the first round of Chicago. You conveniently didn't mention any relief pitchers. Um, I think that this past year we saw a very clear divide of like four or five relief pitchers that are. Above, head and shoulders above everyone else. Um, it's a crapshoot, as we've named, but I would be surprised. So, and I've threatened that there, there's a very good chance that I'm taking a relief pitcher mm-hmm. um, in in the first round here. So j- just because I, I'm not too thrilled about everyone anyway. that I knew, um, mm-hmm. and frankly, folks that I didn't name. So mm-hmm. um, I, I could see that happening. The problem is, so you say there are like four or five great relief pitchers. I struggled because, I mean, I watched the White Sox a ton last year. And Liam Hendricks, 
I guess had really good numbers, but he did not strike me as like dominant. I, I, well, I recall like, mm-hmm. his thing was like he'd come in with a two run lead, give up a solo home run, walk somebody, and then strike out the side. Okay. So, you know, and Hader, of course, was kept. This is the first year where Vishnu has actually given up some of his, um, like Kenley and uh, mm-hmm. who else is it? Arnold Chapman. But I don't know. I, I guess I just, I don't see. I don't like those relief pitchers as much. Okay. Well, so Class A for the Indians, and then you mentioned Kenley, uh, obviously Liam Hendricks. Uh, Kimbrell is going to be uh, a hold guy, if if not a save guy, and with great numbers. Um, Paul Sewell okay. was okay. dominant so that's a for the Mariners. No one wants to whoa, take. Whoa, 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 hold on. You're, 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 you're already diminishing holds, guys. Holds guys are just as valuable as saves. I disagree. I think that, and this is something, I, this isn't my point. This is something I've heard, which I think there's some validity to. Holes guys get shuffled around a ton. Closers, it's always a big deal. Sure. So it's hard. It's, it's not as easy for a manager just to not use a guy in hold situations as it is for a manager not to use a closer because then the first thing that question, the first question at the press conference is, is this guy not your closer anymore? I know, I know. And then the, the, say, he's my full support, and then two days later, he's demoted. <laughs> there's the high-profile nature of the closer, but then the, the holds guy is honestly the more valuable guy. Um, and I, I, I learned a little bit lesson of just the Mariners' Sewell guy, uh, Paul Sewell. I think he had 100 yes. Ks, 50 innings. Like, he was on my team last a, year. I know, exactly. But he had a number of holds, and – a lot of the guys who get a ton of holds and have high peripherals, like high strikeout rate, uh, in this case for him, Hader was the same way a number of years ago before he got the close role. It's basically the canary in the coal mine for the for the closer. So if you want a guy who's going to become the closer at a certain point, we've we've reward, we're rewarding people for getting holds. Um, at this point, I don't see the reason to, to covet saves guys outside of the fact that they have just solid roles. The guys who have the, the it, best peripherals that's, that's, and holes are just as valuable. So that's I, I think that I think that the ultimately, you know, and this has been the case for a long time, where you know it's always frustrating for fantasy baseball fans to see like the closer is not the best reliever on a team. Correct. That does not mean that it is the most skilled and the most effective player. It means for whatever reason that person has the job. Um, Correct. And it's been like that for a while. The one thing I'll mm-hmm. say is, you know, with whole again. For me, if I'm drafting and I'm looking at the first, second, third, fourth round, and I have missed on more closers in early rounds than probably anybody, but I think we all miss a lot on them. But those are the guys that still have, the, they have the uh, most job security. Whereas to your point, Sewell was available on the waiver wire for well after he had shown that he'd been effective. Correct. You know what I mean? So, so it's one mm-hmm. of those things where it's like, Part of it's like, well, I can draft a Hendricks if he sucks. Then I can pick up a Sewell at some point, right? Correct. But anyway, but we're, we're, we're getting we're getting a little long on, on relief pitchers. But so my getting back to your uh, top t- twelve uh, picks, there's a number of names that are missing. 
from that list that I want to just call out. Okay. I mean, we'll, for the record, for the listener, we also have a number of uh, where do we expect a certain player to go uh, that we'll, right. we'll get to after this. So I'm just going to name a couple names, just maybe four names. In that these are these are projected like top players. So um, we already talked about Gossman and Wheeler and and and, and Rodon. Uh, where do you see Lance Lynn going? We'll get to this also. That is one of that's part of our game, Chip. Oh, sorry. Okay, Muncie, Max Muncie. Uh, great question. I wouldn't touch him with a ten foot pole. Um, <laughs> I suppose Max Muncie should be a first rounder. So someone would take Max Muncie. Um, the, the issue that I have with him is a he's going to need Tommy John this year. Oh, okay. Surgeon. <clears throat> well, I'm not a doctor, but um, <laughs> you know. Uh, no, I, I, he's had this issue. They're gonna, okay, so he, he's he's not going to be playing first base. He cannot play outfield. He cannot play shortstop. He cannot play third. So he is either he team, second base. DH or second base. Likely mm-hmm. some combination thereof because they have Gavin Lux and Chris Taylor. Mm-hmm. So I think if you're drafting him, there's a very good chance you're drafting a DH. Additionally, the injury, uh, that to me would be concerning. So I just I don't think that you're getting. Look, Cattell Marte is always injured. There are other guys that have injury risks. Zach Wheeler's injured right now. I just with right. Muncie, it's one of those things where I just like. To Boy. me, I see him as a DH, and I don't. I think I can get value for DH later. Okay. Okay. That's but there's fair. a very good chance. There's a very good chance someone will take him the first round, and frankly, his numbers support that. So I understand your point. What about Eddie Rosario? He was not on the list. Great question. Um, I don't know about – I don't think he's a first-round – like, okay, here, here's a guy that I didn't name. Um, Guess where he's ranked. Eddie Rosario? Highly. Mm-hmm. It, well, hold on. He's ranked highly on the phone but not on the computer. Not on the, <laughs> I'm not kidding. The app has him ranked really highly. Uh, but if, if you look on the website on your, uh, on your computer, he's not ranked as highly. Correct. Correct. So, uh, I don't know. I, he's a fine player. He had a good month last year, and I guess he was hurt before then. He was a sunny 6K keeper for a decade. So, um, I, I don't know. I, he's, he's, he's a good player. Again, I, I don't know why I don't have him ranked very highly. But Analysis right there. Um, okay, so the, Brandon Belt is ranked number 40. Just the last one. Uh, no, second to last one of this this seemingly highly ranked uh highly ranked on the app um situation but where do you see brandon belt going if he you know the top pitcher uh is currently ranked at like 120th on brandon belt is yeah it's 40th correct but that's again on the app on your phone and not on the website so on the website, he's not ranked as highly. He still has they, – they're giving – they're projecting him for like 37 home runs. 40. And, anyway, go on. Okay, well, it was 37 when I last looked at it. In any case, uh, <laughs> go ahead and draft Brandon Belt in the first round if you want. You have my permission. I will laugh. Uh, this is a guy who – has he ever had a full season without getting hurt? Secondly, he's 60 years old. And he doesn't play in a park that's super hitter friendly. So I will take the under on 40 home runs. I will take the under on 30 home runs for Brandon Belt if there are any takers. Interesting. Interesting. Again, there, 
I think on base percentage is somehow ranked better in the app than online uh, on the dot com site. I don't know why. It's weird. Um, okay, last one, uh, and this is this is your your boy, your boy, Brandon Crawford. Why are you so down on him? I have two shortstops. That's why. I, I like. I, I'm, not looking, well. I'm not looking. I'm not looking for. I'm not drafting a shortstop. I have two. Um, thank you, Josh, for Tim Anderson. And um, yeah, I, I don't know. I I would be shocked if he goes in the first five rounds. I would take Brandon Crawford over Tim Anderson. Okay, that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Um. That's I just, just want to go through just a quick, just a lot of the starting pitchers for the record, like that we'll get to in a moment. Um, there's a lot of just preferences, preferences, but there's most of the, the best pitchers are taken, honestly. Correct. Correct. I mean, you could agree with that. I mean, like uh, there's like four or five that I would quit and you would quibble over that are not kept. And we probably are our favorites between them, but most are taken, which is, is a good sign to be honest with the league's health. And um, hold on, Chip. Before you finish that thought, mm-hmm. I'm going to create some suspense here. Oh, and no. yeah, exactly. We're going to go to our sponsor right now for a quick break, and we'll be back with more talk on starting pitchers. Sure. Let me get in one more beer. Oh, okay. Right. Starting pitchers here. Tell me about starting pitchers, Chip. Uh, I see like four or five good starting pitchers, and then there's a crap heap, just just absolute dumpster fire of uh, bad pitchers, generally speaking. And uh, it, you know what? The bad pitcher uh, pile heap, however you want to call it, has John Means in there. I, I'm going to call it there. Uh, I know Lowe's not going to appreciate the uh, the staff ace that he called out last year, but there's a lot of just mediocrity. Uh, Going on there, and um, did you say mediocrity? Mediocrity. I know. I'm trying to. I'm trying to use different ways. You're doing different ways of uh, pronouncing names. I'm trying to mispronounce. I'm just butchering names intentionally. (laughs) You. (laughs) It is very evident that I'm butchering names intentionally. You said mediocrity. Is that a thing? Mediocrity is is the right way. Mediocrity is the way I say. Yes. Yes, just okay. like at, at work, I once said uh, Farrell uh, Williams instead of Pharrell. And, that's, uh, that's my fault <laughs> because I call him Farrell. <laughs> like a Farrell, like a Farrell house, like a Farrell cat. Yeah. Yeah. Like a feral yeah. Anyway, yeah. anyway, don't want to um, dive okay, into that. So, anyway. mediocrity. There's a lot of mediocrity. Okay. So, I think that this is, well, this sounds similar to kind of where we were last year. To your point, most of the best starting pitchers and frankly, anyone with enough upside is capped, right? Mm -hmm. There's not like a huge upside guy. I mean, you could say like Mackenzie Gore, that's not going to be a big deal, but like Mackenzie Gore or um, like Tristan McKenzie while we're talking about McKenzie's. Sure. 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 Well, it's a very different one, but okay. Go on. Um, There are are guys like that. You, I, I, I think I hear what you're saying in, in terms of like the, the it, it's a personal preference mediocrity thing. You can take, okay, there are five. 
let me interrupt you. Oh, let me interrupt you. The, 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 the ones that you really – like Tristan McKenzie is not a good example, to your point. Uh, Mike Clevenger, who you dropped, or um, uh, there's another – a couple too. Uh, Trevor Bauer that you dropped. Again, I'm not, I'm not picking on guys you, got, you dropped, but there are guys that, that have high, super-duper high upside but massive risk associated with them. Uh, or not necessarily risk, but just uh, things that are just dragging them down. Chris Sale, I dropped, uh, is Jack Flaherty, low drop. Jack Flaherty, exactly. Where if all things go right, they become your keeper. Um, But if all things go wrong, they get TJ, or they are out for the year, or they have injuries. And that's kind of my problem with a lot of the the starting pitchers that are available right now. There's just an incredible amount of risk compared to the hitters. Um, so, it, it, and I hear you. I think that, and I agree. It, it just kind of the way Steven I saw Strasburg. It, I just, I, I, there's a number of names like this. He's not, he's actually not. I, I count the number of starting pitchers that our league needs and, to start, and I multiply it by 12, and I figure I'm going to have. Uh-oh. Hey, buddy, there's nothing there. Vesta, looking, there's nothing there. Uh, this is good radio, guys. This is good radio. This happens to me, unfortunately, sometimes. All the time. But the difference is I want to point out that on Anchor, there is no mute button. So I actually don't have a way of muting it, whereas in my work calls, I do. Um, Same. So, so the way that I organize it, right, because I think that you're right. There are, let's say, five guys that most of us would agree mm-hmm. are the top. The, the, the top three agent pitchers available. And then then I kind of lump it into categories, right? To me, it's kind of like, okay, I've got, um, you know, like the the guy, the eight, the, the former aces who were at the injury concerned. The guys you just named. Clarity, Dale, mm-hmm. um, Bauer, not injury, but injuring others, um, etc. Then, then I have like the young guys, right? Like young potential guys, McKenzie's, both of them. Um, it, it's, it, who else do I have in that category? Um, there are just a, I mean, there's a jillion of them. Yeah. And, and then there's like, then there's like, you know, what I would consider like white bread guys, like white bread and American cheese sandwich guys. You know, that's, that's like, to me, Lance Lynn actually falls into that category this year. Ooh. Okay. Go on. So, so that's, Tell me. So that's where to, to, um, I think we can kind of transition a little bit into our game, which is um, yeah. the, the draft game of who takes so-and-so, which is less who? important. Um, right. And in, in which round does that player go in, which is more mm-hmm. important. So mm-hmm. let's start with the pitching category. Um, three guys that we've just actually talked about in the last minute here. Lance Lynn. Where does Lance Lynn go, do you think? Second round. Okay. I, I, I could see that. Um, and I don't, I don't know who, to be honest. I don't know if it would be me, but the, the reason I say second – maybe I should say third round just so I don't say I'm at being too early, but I wouldn't be surprised if he goes the, the third at the latest. Um, and then he's pretty consistent. I mean, for the, it, it really comes down to the team that needs a consistent vet arm that is not like hoping for some sort of like draft pick that they can keep. You know? Right. Right. No, so, like, and he can have a great yeah. year for the Sox, um, especially that team. Um, I, I don't know why. It's so hard. It's really hard because. Yeah, why are you say, so against him? So, I'm going to say this because it's, 
you're, maybe jinx, I'm you're just, just afraid of jinxing him, aren't you? I, I'll be honest with you. Like, there's, there's, it's, and, and even with that, it's so weird because I, I think it's like this, like thing about pitchers that I have. I like, okay, Yon Mankata jinxed him already. I just got Tim Anderson uh, in a trade. You know, like it's like offensive players. Don't mind carrying offensive players, but like Sox pitchers, I just, I don't want them on my team. I want them to do really well, but I don't want them on my team. So okay. Okay. I'm not saying there's a rational reason for why. Like, I right. should. When do you probably, think? I, I don't think he makes it out, out of the third. If he's sitting there for me in the third round, that would be a really tough not, not to Right. That's why I say the second round. Um, yeah. I'm um, going to take okay. him in the third if he doesn't take it. Any of anyone doesn't. Jack Flaherty. Where do you think Jack Flaherty is going to go? That's a good question. I was just reading a, a, a injury report on him, and it's not good. Uh, so, in my, in my evaluation as a an idiot uh, reading reports, I don't. It, it's it's a huge amount of risk, and if yeah. I am willing to play the game of risk, um, I could draft him in maybe the fourth, fifth round, expecting upside. But there's a huge amount of risk, and there's downside that he might be injured, injury riddled all year. So, yeah, um, I, I probably wouldn't take him before the fifth round. I, I don't think I would take him at all. I think right. good metric for me would kind of be like, what, do you remember where Framber went last year? I feel like he either went in like the eighth or ninth. But remember last year going into the season, Framber Valdez was kind of a question mark and we knew he was going to miss time. Um, and I think, was it Zavo that got him? Some, whoever got him. I thought actually like I'd forgotten about him. Right. And, mm-hmm. and then, and then when he was drafted, I was like, Oh, like that's a good pick. Right. So, so I think something similar is probably going to happen with captain Jack for me, where it's going to be like, he's going to be available in like the eighth or ninth round. And I'm going to completely blank on the fact that he's there because at that point, it's like, who are you really pick? like? You're picking a guy who might get hurt, but when he's healthy is good. Or you're taking a guy where there's a 98% chance that, it, he he is what he is, or he's worse. <laughs> you know well, what I mean? Like the, the the current reading is that it's a what bursitis, which again, because I'm a, I'm a surgeon, uh, in a soldier, in his shoulder, uh, it's bad. Oh, dude, but, that's um, nothing. That's my dog has bursitis. I give him the pill. <laughs> if he starts limping, I give him a pill for like three days. Dog, Boom, lip, lip is gone for weeks. Anyway, more to the point, uh, it might. It, it doesn't make it better, but it, it it's since it's clear that it can be irritated. If the infection it, it to clear it up, it with bursitis works. He should be able to get back um, very quickly and maybe even start the season. Uh, no problem. Okay. So, so again, so what I'm trying to say is, a fifth round. There's a again. There's there's a decent chance he has no issues all year. So basically, chance. I'm not. I don't know if I'm going to be willing to gamble with that though. So these leaguers, beef leaguers, phone your friends that are doctors. And I just actually recall that my dog doesn't have bursitis. He has bone spurs, which I'm guessing are different things. So, um, yeah, this is why I'm not a medical doctor. And this is why I don't take money for medical advice. Are you a doctor um, at all? Are you a doctor yes, at all? I am a doctor. Um, uh, anyway. All, all right, right. Next guy. Tra- Trevor Bauer. Not drafted. Right? Like, ah, 
So, I, okay. Well, first off, I would draft okay. him. No, someone's uh, going to draft him in like the seventh round because it's at yes. that point it's a it's fungible. Like it, there's no saying. value to a seventh rounder. Um, I, but I if he's, if he's over, under, okay, hold on, hold on. Over under on innings pitched this year. I'm going to say that's it at 40. 40. I'll take the over on 40. I think he's got two things going against him. One of which is the oh, league. Well, <laughs> well, no, no, no. The, well, the loss. I'm sorry. I'm not talking about his personal life. I'm talking about, I mean, there, there are no criminal charges at this point. So correct. Yeah. That's not well, that, that, that was settled. The civil suits pending, right? Well, it wasn't settled. They just they didn't press charges. So um, there, there is still at least one civil suit, but I don't care. The guy is getting paid $35 million a year, and if she gets $35 million out of it, good for her. Um, right. I, I don't care about his personal life at all. Um, and but, but for fantasy purposes, the league still hasn't decided if he's going to face any discipline. So there's right. a good chance that Rob Manford, who hates baseball anyway, um, and probably believe he's sacked outside of missionary position is should be banned. Um, there's a good chance that he is suspended for another year. There's also a chance that he, they say, Hey, time serve, you can pitch again. That's the first issue. And that's the best case scenario for fantasy purposes. The second issue though, is didn't the Dodgers, like the entire team basically say we want him off the team. Yeah. That's the bigger problem. I think like, there's a moral team issue right now yeah like let's say there's no discipline from the league he's not pitching for the dodgers so hold on hold on hold on and this goes into my point of uh like there's the moral aspects of things and then there's the like business side of things like in in the legal issues i wouldn't be surprised if like the team like he (laughs) Come like mid-May, May 16th, Trevor Bauer makes a a pitch to the team, says he he has remorse or something like that, and explains that he's um, like whatever, like sad and and, and whatever. And they they accept it and they accept it. And then he starts pitching on like June 1st. Let's just say, for starters, I'm going to say there's no way, what I know about that man which is mm-hmm. very little, and I don't know him personally, but everything that I know about him says that there's zero chance he would ever apologize for anything. So that wouldn't happen, but he could theoretically, I guess the, the mm-hmm. team could say, I mean, yes, um, we'll take he him will. back. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put an over-under of him. He's going to apologize by June 1st. Okay, and so in any case... It's, deplor- it's deplorable and, and whatever it is. It, it, I don't... I don't Again, I'm not I, a I'd big love fan it of the if human the being. Sox got him. Like, if I, I would no. love it if he, uh, if the league did, if they're like time served and the Sox traded for him. I mean, I look. No, I don't think, that ain't gonna happen. Ain't gonna happen. No, it's not gonna happen because Jerry Reinsdorf. Anyway, um, okay. So let's let's go over to anyway. the, the the same game, but Others. we're doing the awesome everyday player. player. Yeah, everyday player category. Um, first question: Roel Mondesi, Junior. Also known as Adalberto. Adalberto. Yeah. And I'm asking this uh, because of personal interest, so I want to disclose that. Um, he is very – between, like, me and John – um, What does that mean? That means that, like, John and I, I think, both love Wanted. the potential. Um, but uh, no, everyone it, else it's rightfully – It's Eric Davis. I love it, too. Um, 
Okay. Win. Yeah, what round? I'm the third round, to be honest. It's so mercurial. Let me say third round. So he's you? another interesting thing is he refused to move off of shortstop. So he's playing shortstop yeah. where he always Correct. gets hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, Bobby Witt is going to make the team, I believe, and he's going to play third base. Correct. So... Um, which is just funny. But uh, <laughs> in any case, it's funny that Mondesi wouldn't move to third. It's like, okay, you know, you've gotten hurt every year. Center field, center field, center field. Hello? Anyway. Oh, he would become just like Eloy out there. He would he would be the guy that, like, runs into the fence and breaks every bone. Um, the guy is Mr. Glass. Anyway, I, I, I think you're right. Um, I mean, even if he plays, like, 100 games and gets you 30 steals, how many players kind of worth it. get 30 steals in a year, right? Yeah, exactly. So. The hard part is, you know, like, so, for example, a team like me, where I already have two shortstops, this would be, I I think it would be a good hedge bet just to have on my bench, just, you know, in case. Um, right. I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying what I said. Okay, number two here. Seiya Suzuki. I knew you were going to just say this, and I'm thinking about it. And this the background on him, right, Chip, is mm-hmm. he's a club. Can you tell us a little about him? And uh, He's a former Japanese player. Uh, he's like 28. He is a uh, – I, I think of him as a, food, uh, a Fukudome clone, but with better power and better discipline, like a better version of him. Um, but, again, I mentioned Fukudome because I, I feel like a, the Cubs fan in me has been, has been burned. Um, right. Anyway, he, he he's a guy who he's going to play like what probably corner outfield, not maybe even center field, but probably corner outfield. Um, and he's going to bat like you know fifth or fourth or something in the lineup. Um, he the, from what I've read, he's a, kind of a self starter more than anything. Like he really does want to. He models himself to be more of a an American baseball player, no matter what. So like he's going to be constantly tweaking, tweaking and um, trying to learn. I wouldn't be surprised if he he's a 2020 guy, uh, 20 home runs, 20 steals. Um, I'd be, I'd be, I, I doubt that's going to happen. I bet he's more of like a 20 home run, 10 stolen base guy um, with good on base percentage, maybe 350. So, you know, if you, if you outline that, I would say he's probably in the top five rounds um, as an outfielder. Um, question is, is he a one to three, right? I think we got a, we did away with that, didn't we? I feel like we did too, but I just want to mention yeah. it just out loud. Uh, I he's doubt still... he's if he's a vet. I don't know if there's that, that's a round or two vet, uh, advantage of moving him up, but it's not. Yeah, I, think I think fifth round. We, I think we. So you're saying fifth round? I wouldn't be surprised if he goes in like the third or fourth. And and yours, even if he's a vet, according mm-hmm. to kind of. My, my research right and, and and mind you my my research is flawed i don't like i immediately reject people for personal reasons that have nothing to do with baseball so i'm not saying that the way i do this right but um I, like i don't have that many 2020 guys that are available mm-hmm. after third round right so it's like i wouldn't be surprised if he goes in the third or fourth i'm just saying so oh well, i wouldn't um, be surprised if he went in the first round because someone got it excited um if there was a guy who would do that this actually this whole and who takes this person and in which round the whole who takes this person part was conceived by suzuki and the fact that i really wanted to have sunil picking 
Suzuki in the first round. <laughs> that is such a Sunil pick. Uh, and no. if Vishnu isn't auto drafting, that is a Vishnu pick. So Ooh, no, no, those guys it, are like not gonna, you, it, it's not going to be impacted by auto draft. I think those guys think, are Cubs. They they love the Cubs more than anyone else I know. Um, no, hey now, hey now. I think Sunil takes exactly. them in the third. Sunil takes them in the third. That's my guess. Okay, all right. Next one. Um, and so I have two more of these. We're com- we're coming cl- up close on time here. Oh no. Um, Ugh, but but the uh, the the next one, Cody Bellinger. Ooh, um, yeah. I mean, you might as. I mean, so John's keeping Christian Yelich, but he's of the same vein in my mind, right? Former MVP who's just fallen off a cliff. Um, I know you, you keep joking about this. I can't fathom drafting Bellinger. I can't. It's, I think it's going to be one of those things where it's going to be like Jay has this attachment to his players, which is like where we talk about like guys like Joey Votto, Evan Longoria, mm-hmm. and, and Bellinger. Like people that are on Jay's team don't become like good players, don't become available very often, which is a compliment to Jay in the sense that he managed to be successful in keeping the, picking the right guys to keep, right? Yeah, um, it's totally true. Totally true. But, but Votto uh, and, and like Chris Bryant, right? Like guys, these guys that like once they're off Jay's team, part of you is tempted to take them just as like an fu to Jay because you know deep down in Jay's heart it's crushing him. Um, but like I feel like Jay's gonna sneakily reget, like he's gonna get Bellinger again because I think Bellinger's gonna fall, and, and I don't know, I don't know how far. I I don't think he makes it out of the second round. I know. I'm not going to. I, I just but... don't like. There's there's just too much upside. Like it's it's a whole freak injury in his shoulder. Last year was a weird year. Like the guy was an MVP. It's not. And, and additionally, let's point out a trade that had happened before the draft too. Um, in low acquired Francisco Lindor, and did he get Yelich? He got Yelich. Mm-hmm. So, Sorry, yeah. So, he is so the, the point I'm just trying to make there is like, there's still value in a lot of teams. Like for me, I don't know if I need to take the risk on a guy like Bellinger because I'm not going to need to like, I'm not necessarily drafting for potential keepers and thinking of Bellinger in mind as a vet, mm-hmm. right? Um, I, I kind of got my vet set, but for for some teams like low, um. Or you know, like anyway, it, it, for, for teams like, whatever. I'm thinking like mm-hmm. I'm thinking like Vishnu, or like you know, like or, or Sunny Six K, like teams who just don't have that one more than just like one really good player. Like he's a guy that if he comes back to form, you can build your team around. Yeah, I'm so, sorry, but I still I still see him as Brady Anderson. Um, could be, could be. Sucks. I'm not. Look, I, but your, like point, I said, your I mean, point's totally valid. Your point's totally valid. I, I wouldn't be surprised if someone ponied up and and just took the chance because they they need someone of that ilk. They need someone like, they they know that could be that that MVP. And, and uh, frankly, like I'll be I'll be honest. I, if he's available in the second, I don't know if I'd let like that. That would be a tough one for me. Um, you would not. You would not. I know. I'm like I. I, I have my too much risk for your team. It's too I much have, risk for your team. I have four picks in the top 31 picks in the first time in a long time. And so I've got basically an extra, an extra pick there. Um, 
I can take a chance on one of them, right? In my mind, that's what I'm thinking. And, and frankly, I don't know, man. I mean, Bellinger, you, you can, you can. Yeah. So, okay, the last guy who I think last is one. one is Marcelo mm-hmm. Zuna. And frankly, I don't care where he goes. He's a DH only. And uh, unlike Trevor Bauer, um, Marcelo Zuna, I believe, um, actually like did some bad stuff. Sorry, I should rephrase that. Trevor Bauer did some bad stuff allegedly. In, yeah. But but I don't. I think there's a big difference between like beating your wife and having rough sex. Um, that split the hairs, but they're both bad. But uh, and I, well, I'm, I'm sure you agree. You, I'm sure you agree. That's not the problem. It's, it's, it's consensual, which now is that's that was the question. The whole the, the whole thing about Bauer was when was consent revoked or if it was revoked. And based on what I've seen, which is a lot of the texts, not a lot. It's not like I have an insight to stuff that people can't see. But if you read the text messages, it like as a guy, it doesn't sound to me like this is someone who, you know, would accuse me of like you know battering her. It sounded like somebody who was like encouraging more of it. So again, the, I know it's, it's a tough thing and it's touchy, and not everybody knows as much about it. But I, like. Marcelo Zuna is dead to me. Uh, he was on my team once, and I did really well. But he will not be on my team. I, I don't know. Like you know, and, and, and this is the this is the like the polar opposite situation uh, with Azuna, where he actually apologized and has already been suspended. Uh, Correct. So he he doesn't have any of those things overhanging him. And, and he's um, on a very good team. And he's on a good team. Um, yes, he might be DH only, but we know his track record. And um, and yeah, people I, pick people have picked DH only. So like I'm thinking Nelson Cruz, right? Like people have picked them in the first couple rounds. I'm not saying Steve Martinez, whatever. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I think he goes in the first three rounds. I I say in the first four or five rounds. Yes, um, it won't be me. It will not be me. Probably. Um, Think about Again. how long it took for, for J.D. Martinez, who didn't have any extracurricular issues and generally has been pretty consistent. You got him in, what, the fourth round last year? Fifth round? I thought. You're making me now, like, analyze my draft again, which is – No, I'm, I'm saying it was a good pick. Like, it was why – was, why hadn't he been picked before? And, and that's where I'm like, I think maybe this year people – I think someone would take a chance on Ozuna before that happens. That's all. I got him in the third round. Third round. Okay. Right well, before John picked Julio Rios, which I would gladly have taken um, in hindsight. Uh, and then I took Miguel Sano and Willie Castro. You know, honestly, the only takeaway for everyone in the Beef League is to, to realize that I'm terrible at drafting. And uh, I'm going to, I'm just going to make terrible, uh, either my picks are going to be terrible draft picks or I'm going to screw up. So, um, yeah. Oh yeah. This okay. Really great I, I would this agree really with great. that if you weren't the reigning champion. So, um, let, let's not. I'm forget holding that. myself. I'm my worst enemy at this point. Uh, this that point. I would agree with. You should definitely let me draft for you and work with the scraps that I give you, <laughs> and blame me for it, and you could fix it. Um, honestly, but uh, yeah, yeah. You're attached to some people, okay. like Jared Kellenick. I still, I'm not kidding, and I'm not just saying this to be a dick. I don't think he has a hit this spring yet. He's been sick. He just got in. And he was sick anyway. He just he started today anyway. No, he, you know I could be wrong. 
he's this isn't his first game. He's played other games because there are things that I look for. One of them is Rodriguez, and then remembering the trade that you offered me last year that I rejected, which was Rodriguez and Lance Lynn for Garrett Cole. And I said, no, I wanted Giolito and Kellenick. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know how bad that looks in hindsight? Um, so I, I checked the Mariners box scores, and Rodriguez is doing just fine. Um, mm-hmm. Kellenick does not have a hit yet. So, okay, um, just going to close this out. So we're, we're, you know, close to 50 minutes, 45 minutes here. Um, you are Chip, disciplined. You're a disciplined I know. Man. Well, no, I, the, part of this goes to, I want to thank you. I know that you're, you are on vacation uh, and uh, with, with kids and wife at a place where Can there are things happening. everyone hear the Disney noises in the background? Yeah, it's no, there's been a couple, people. there've been a couple like kids crying in the background, which is actually pretty much exactly <laughs> what like for all this, Those for all the, the anyway, single guys listening going. to this, um, that, that's, that's why we don't go to Disney on vacation. Um with a lot of other reasons. Anyway, thanks for taking time to do this before the draft. Um, and I'm going to leave it to you. Do you have any other thoughts about the draft? Any other messages? Oh, I do want to say one more thing. Sorry. Uh, chances that Dave and Vish show up in person at Zavo's house. And thank you Zavo for hosting the beef league draft this year. It's always fun when there's a group of folks together all anyway. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I put it at 3%, 3%. Um, so definitely a maybe, a maybe, a maybe. It's 2% higher than what I thought. Okay, Chip, any other thoughts? Um, and then parting words. Uh, I did have some final thoughts. Hold on. You got me on a, a Kellenic tangent and a Mar- Ozuna tangent. Hold on. Um, that's what I do best. I had, oh, I had to organize my thoughts on this stuff. Yeah, well, you do. Um, I'll, I'll play some right. music in the background. Uh, one of our favorite songs. All right, I'm going to just read out the first verse to the chorus and uh, make sure that everyone knows how we feel. Don't you ever feel sad. Lean on me when, so- when times are bad. When the day comes and you're down in a river of trouble and about to drown. Just hold on, I'm coming. Hold on, I'm coming. To quote Sam and Dave. Yes. So, who are who are you singing that to? That's that's a very. I, I love Sam and Dave. Don't get me wrong; they're my favorite R and B uh, group. Uh, that's my, that's my no. mental state at this point. Um, okay. Where I okay. Am. So that's uh, that's, that's pretty dark. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a bit dark. But thank you. You know. Anyway, draft day is coming in less draft than is coming. in less than uh, what. 26 hours or something like that. No, it's more than that, but it's less than 48 hours. And uh, I don't wish everyone well. I hope that you continue to pick the players that I don't have on my list. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. Thank you for doing that, everyone. And uh, this, to me, honestly, draft day is always one of my favorite days of the year. Uh, So I'm I'm really looking forward to it and can't wait to, to our next pod where we're going to be Making fun of and ridiculing all of you for your dumb picks. It's guaranteed it's going to happen. Obviously. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. All Love right, guys. All. Laters. Hello. What are you wearing? Is there anybody in there?